Well, hello there, and welcome to Martin and Kathy's Coffee Binge. We're so happy that you're here today. Ah, that's good, Joe. You did it! Congratulations! World's best cup of coffee. Great job, everybody. So, what'd you think? You would want us to consider the ramifications. guys why is no one talking oh hey I'm digging the hair my arm feels different it's fixed it doesn't feel the same Colson take it easy let Simmons explain I don't feel the same why because you're an LMD no 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 was that necessary there's no easy way to say it a state-of-the-art life model, enhanced with advanced... Chronicom hardware. How do I know that word? Why am I... Oh. I died. I died and I came back. Not me. I died and we said goodbye and I came back. I died again and came back. What do we do? You can fix this. I don't know how. It's a lot of data flooding his mind. Coulson. I'm here. Okay, so just just take a breath. Do I breathe? You are okay. You are okay. No, I'm not okay. I'm not him. I look like him. Pachakutik. May, don't! May. No, that, that was not your fault. It that really was not. It is magical. Talbot, Tahiti, who's like us? Goodbye. Fitz! Oh, God! Simmons, do something. Two years of information all at once. Lying. Lying. Lighthouse. Dearly beloved, we're gathered here today from processing Coulson. a symbol that must carry on. Ghost Rider, take the deal. Take the deal. I'm dead anyway. I'm dead anyway. I'm dead anyway. What the hell? You can't do that. You can't just shut Coulson down. It may be unpleasant, but he needs to go through this. You can't Both just... Both of you, shut up. That's an order. Coulson or not, anything LND related is a director level decision. That's not up for debate. Are we clear? Agent Simmons, you're gonna tell us everything you know, right now. GVN presents Martin and Kathy's Coffee Binge. Today's binge. Marvel's Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Welcome back to Martin and Kathy's Coffee Binge. Uh, we have been on a brief hiatus and we really missed two people uh but uh it was good for us because it enabled us to catch up on uh the last little bit of agency shoe because that's what we're going to be talking about the season seven that season seven uh premiere of agents of shield but uh before we get into that i guess we need to introduce ourselves because in two weeks you've probably forgotten who we are uh <laughs> i'm your host martin and as always i'm with my lovely wife kathy hello kathy good morning martin so, as everyone who's listened to us, uh, and I don't know how many of that there actually is. Six, at least, uh, right? Yeah, anytime we uh, send it to one of our family members. Right. <laughs> anyway, so uh, we usually start this out with uh, giving my lovely wife a chance to uh, say whatever's on her mind, and this is no different. So, the floor is yours, my dear. Why, thank you, my darling. How are you? I'm fine. Awesome. Thanks, for no, thanks for noticing me. I did notice you all the time. Uh, you ca well, I cast quite a shadow. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. You're so goofy. 
All right. Well, uh, today I I just I think I just want to address uh, that we are on day seven thousand nine hundred fifty three of the pandemic shutdown, stay in your house quarantine. Um, we here in Virginia, um, I think, are starting to get. Um, They've opened up a little bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah we've had a little bit of. of uh, uh, but June tenth, I think, is the the uh, day that they're we're all looking forward to. I think, but it's all masks. So. Yeah, so we we are. Oh, that's another thing I wanted to talk about. What's that? The masks. I think this is a awesome thing in a way. It's like saying who you are without having anybody to see your face. Like, oh, you're a big football fan, or oh, you um like I have an autism mask. And I gave one to you, Right, and I wore it to work, and that's the first thing it is. That's where I got it from, and I knew exactly what it was for. Right, and that's so awesome. And I couldn't tell them other than I got it from my daughter, and that was where she bought it from. I had no idea. Right, right. So, anyway, so that's kind of um, very exciting for me. And uh, I kind of think it's neat. I, I think it's neat that we can all kind of express ourselves in a way without having a smile on our face or... Where anybody can see the smile on our face, that's for sure. Um, but that was, actually, that brings up a thing because that worked. They were saying something about that. I was making faces at people. I said, "You can't see what do I'm doing. I got a mask on." <laughs> they said that they could see my eye roll. Though, so. <laughs> well, pretty soon we'll get an eye mask. <laughs> right. <laughs> and you can just have a full face, um, pretend face on your on your mask. Anyway. So, so anyway. Uh, so that's that, and then. Um, so anyway, another thing that happened this weekend is I got had ordered these candles from um a girl that um my that our daughter knows online and she has a Facebook page with the her name is Tamara Childress. Um and she's on her uh Facebook page she sells these candles and man, they are really nice. Very, very fragrant, beautiful candles very homemade love that they're homemade looking and because they are and i i just love it they're they have a beautiful scent to them i got sweet pea and lavender what is what is this, this one here? okay th- this candle um looks like a pickle it does look like a pickle but it's actually a beeswax candle as you can see the beeswax um on it and then it has a very beautiful fragrance on it um i can't tell you exactly what it is almost like a eucalyptus type of a smell and it's it's uh it's in a it's kind of green looking which which i'm anyway i'm supposed to light it on thursday because it's a money candle okay i don't know what that means but anyway i don't care i'm just gonna do it what, what i was told to do but anyway it's beautiful and i and so she sell these sells these candles yeah she says she sells them on her facebook page and um i'm assuming she ships them i'm assuming i i don't know because elizabeth brought them to me she ordered them but anyway um i'm really really pleased with it it's um it was well spent the money was well spent and the um the smells are just gorgeous i just love them uh and elizabeth had a honeysuckle one i want that too but anyway that's my mom's favorite fragrance anyway so that and roses she likes honeysuckle and roses so that's all. That's so all that's I your today. product plug for um, today. Yeah, well, I, yeah, that's my product plug. I, I, um, I just thought people should know since we're all trying to buy local and right and support the little guy. The local as you get there. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So uh, as I said, today's show we're going to be talking of season seven, episode one of Agents of Shield. We've been waiting for it since the 
season six ended. Uh, and oh, I'm, can I also mention this? Yes, what's that? Um, you guys need a haircut really bad. What's oh. that got to do with Asian sisters? I don't know because they all had nice looking haircuts for their nineteen thirties look. Yeah. Uh, okay. Well. So never mind. That's <laughs> Max all I got. Max Ball. All I got to say that with that. That's hard. That's not fair to everyone. Compare needs, to that. Everyone needs a haircut. All I got to say about that. <laughs> Get a haircut. Right. <laughs> Get a haircut. Okay. So uh-huh. anyway, as before, I was so rudely interrupted with my uh, uh, hygiene uh, remark. Not hygiene. That's grooming. Uh, grooming. Oh, excuse me. Sorry, grooming. Uh, well, I kind of look like a shaggy dog. That's, well, you uh, don't stink like one. Well, no. I said, you know, deodorant works wonders. Okay. So, like I said, so we're going to be talking about uh, Season 7, Episode <laughs> 1 of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Uh, I want to cover briefly kind of what led us up to this point. Uh, into Season 5, which they thought was going to be the last season. So they kind of wrapped everything up. Phil was dying, so they went ahead and sent him off to an island with May, and he, and he passed away. Uh, and they initially thought that was going to be the end of it. Of course, then ABC said, no, how you guys want to do season six and seven? And they said, okay, but then they had to kind of rethink everything. But they said, well, when we do season seven, season seven's going to be the end of it. So they said, okay, we'll do that. So anyway, so they, they ended season five with Phil dying. Season 6, they brought uh, Clark Gregg back again. He still looked like Coulson, but he was actually uh, some kind of incorporeal being that had taken... His DNA, right, somehow uh, or another. Through the uh, oh, fear yeah, portal thing, because yeah. that's where these aliens or whatever lived. Um, it was, uh, so that was uh, Pachacutic. That was his Oh, that was his, yeah. that was his alien that name? That was his alien He was Sarge. Uh, yeah, that, yeah. But Patrick Kutik was his alien name. So anyway, so at the end of that episode, uh, May ended up getting stabbed, uh, basically fatally. Uh, they dispatched Patrick Kutik. Uh, Mac ran through with a sword. Uh, so at the end of season six, Gemma shows up right after all this happens, and she's kind of looking all future, uh, futuristic. Brings a that same kind of uh, cryogenic pod that uh, fits traveling in the space. Right. In, put May into the pod. So, okay, so he's going to be fine. We're going to lower core temperature. When she's ready, we'll take care of that. Bring them all back to the ship. And at the end of season six, they introduce them to the LMD Coulson. And that's where they stop. Right. Okay, so now at the beginning of season seven, this is where we're at. The show, uh, they traveled back in time, she, and she kind of explained it at the end of season six, but she explains it again here in the beginning of season seven. They're in 1931. Uh, Prohibition is the law of the land. Uh, and the show starts, and if anyone had seen the trailer for the first episode, it's already knows this because this is what they showed. Uh, you had three policemen held up in a closed pharmacy. They were waiting for someone to show up. When the little bell that was attached to the door rang, they thought it was their guy, and it ended up being three chromacons. Who, uh, you know, they thought they was going to just chase them off and say, hey, you guys need to get out of here. Right. But, of course, uh, two of the Chromacons killed two of his, his police buddies and then forced him to his knees and brought out a device and basically took his face. It's kind of like face off, but a lot less bloody. Right. They just erase, it's called an erasure. They yeah. just erased his face. <clears throat> so that that's how this I've, sh- I've seen that um that item that they used before my grandma had one um, I, it, actually was kinda... to, it was supposed to get rid of um, cellulite or something well actually no, it, no 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 it was a it was an infrared uh uh 
made your joints feel better. Right. Well, like that, that actually it was good because it kind of looked like uh, George's fart gun. A <laughs> <laughs> minion's one. Yes. <laughs> So that's, Which is he'll still hidden because I'm not going to listen to that. Right. So, okay. So, anyway, so um, when they go back to the Zephyr, they again, Daisy, they kind of replay. Daisy reactivates the Colson LMD. And he starts out where he's, you know, he doesn't know what's going on. He's saying, hey, hi, hi, guys. Uh, but it's when he starts thinking about what's go all that's. Because, because they've had to actually input these memories into, into it. Right. So, and it's all coalescing at once. So he's struggling, and of course, apparently, you know, Gemma, I mean, excuse me, Gemma knew it was going to happen, but she wasn't prepared for it to quite be so traumatic for mm-hmm. Coulson. And Max and they're saying, "Hey, Quit we need it. to fix this. We need to fix this." And he said, "I don't, don't know how." He said, "He's just he's struggling to his, his memories. It's going to take a moment." So Max shuts him down, mm-hmm. and of course. Daisy gets a little upset. Hey, you can't be shutting Coulson down like that. Right. He said, no, uh, this is a director, director level thing with when it deals to LMDs. Shut up. I said, there's no argument there. So then he asks, Jim, okay, tell me exactly what all has gone on mm-hmm. since we last saw you. So she tells him, okay, so the Chronicons have decided they want to make Earth their new home, but they know that S.H.I.E.L.D. is in the way. So what they want to do is go back in the past Eliminate. Okay, wait a minute. This is what I was going to ask you. Okay. All right. I think I missed this part of the show. Which is? How did the Chromacon get the ability to... Oh, when... Oh, I know how. They got the ability to travel through time when they were... When Fitz and... Yeah, they were originally originally scanning Fitz. And again, this is in... uh, Fitz and Gemma to see if they had the knowledge Right, this was in season six, right? Right. To see if they had the knowledge. Which is also what gave them all the knowledge of what S.H.I.E.L.D.'s protocols are. Right, right, right. That and the fact that they got Fury's little black box. Which also contains... uh, So anyway, so so they traveled back. They decided they were going to go back in time to eliminate S.H.I.E.L.D. from ever being formed. Which would eliminate them being a problem to them when they want to take over the Earth and turn it into Chronica Three. Right. Uh, remember, originally the original uh, Chronica idea was they wanted to go back in time and stop their Chronica Two from being destroyed. Right. And then they decided, no, yeah, forget let's that. Just go ahead yeah, and take over the. We're going to take universe. over. Yeah, we're going to just take over the Earth and make it our home planet. Yeah. Uh, so that's what they're planning on doing. Now, uh, Enoch had come up with a plan to stop them, but it involved separating Gemma and Fitz, which is, seems to be part part for the course for them. I know. Yeah. Uh, so the whole first episode, we never do see Fitz. We know he's around somewhere, but they don't know where he's at. And they said they can't know where he's at. So anyway, so they set up the, the Zephyr 1 to be to jump through time. And what they did is they basically followed the Chronicons where they went, which was 1931 New York. Right. Okay, so they know that they're in 1931 New York. They know they want to change something. They don't know what they want to change or how they're going to change. They it. don't know what the Chronicons cr- right are going to do the change. Yeah. Right, so they're already kind of behind the eight ball to begin with. Now that's why Gemma and them designed the Colson LMD because he had a vast knowledge of Shield history. All right, and they were kind of hope. And of course, he also had looked at the. A little black box. Right, right, right. So they were hoping that... Well, now between him and Mac, because Mac looked at the... Well, Mac didn't get a chance to really look at it because the the Chronicons took it. Okay. Uh, Not as much as Coulson had. True. 
Uh, and of course, Colson was a history buff anyway. Right. Uh, so anyway, so that's what they kind of brought him back for. And of course, uh, what really messed Colson up uh, before Max shut him down the first time was that Daisy told him that he was an LMD. Right. And of course, he had knew all he knew is that when he was going to die, and they were trying to save him, he did not want to be brought back. All he right. said, "I already did it once. To do any more, I feel like I'm cheating." Right. Uh, fate too much. I don't want to be brought back. Right. So, of course, when they activate him the first time, he's wondering, okay, what am I doing? I said I didn't want to be brought back. And, of course, Max shuts him down. So now that they know kind of where they're at and they need to somehow find out what the Chromacons are doing, Max goes back and turns Colson back on. Right. And he said, okay, you're all right? I said, yeah, I'm all right. He said, but I shouldn't be here. He said, yeah, I know. He said, uh, I didn't want this. He said, I know, and I respected it. And he said, well, that's because you, you don't, don't like, like robots. robots. You're right, you don't like robots. So right. don't, uh, but he said, okay, uh, Gemma thinks that you can help us, and you taught me to trust your team. So I trust her, but I want to hear it from you. Can I trust, can I trust you? Uh, right. He said, yeah, I'll do anything for the team. But if we survive this, I want to reevaluate what I'm going to do. All right. And he says, well, so am I. So that's where that. So okay. So what we're going to do? He says. So now we need to find out. We need to stop the Chromacons before they change anything. Gemma and Enoch come in and tell him it was too late. They've already changed something. They police band. I don't know. So I guess it was a radio at that time. I'm not sure exactly how they picked that up. Yeah. But anyway, they got the police report that three faceless bodies were found. Uh, in a pharmacy. Okay. So Gemma leads them to the new control center. Uh, Enoch is sitting in there with a big pair of headphones on. Looked like they uh, came from the 60s. I used to have yeah. a pair of those. And he's talking really loud because he's got the headphones. <laughs> I do that all the time. You always tell me, he said, what are you yelling at me for? I'm not yelling! <laughs> of course, he's uh, uh, walking them, them, old friends and new, but talking very loudly. And Jim is sitting there pointing, Enoch, pointing at his headphones. Said, oh, sorry for the volume. Uh, so anyway, so... They need to get up. They need to get onto the ground to find out where the Chronicons are going. So they get, tell Deke to go out and get us some clothes. They get the clothes. They tell Daisy that she's got to lose her purple streaked hair, which uh, she was kind of disappointed about that. But he said that you can't be looking like that in the 1930s. He told Yo-Yo that she couldn't go because she was still... Uh, recovering. Um, right, recovering from the Shrike infection at right. the end of season six. And said that Gemma need to clear. Anyway, so so they go ahead and get dressed up and uh, go out into the city of New York. And the first place they're heading is to wherever they found the three bodies, right. the faceless bodies. So they're walking over. They're walking toward the area, and of course, Colson is marveling at everything. And why wouldn't he? Right. And I would too. So. And of course, uh, they talking about said that uh, mentioned something about gears. He said, "I don't." Have gears, do I? And Max Lunds keep it down about the gears thing. We don't want to derail the uh, the future before we even get there. So anyway, so then uh, Deke is telling about his theory of time, right? Which he called it stream theory. He said, "Imagine time as a stream, and we're just sticks thrown into it. That as long as the stream's going to end up where it's going to end up, as long as we don't get together and form a dam." We, we can splash around a little bit and be right. fine. And, of course, Max saying, okay, I, I know where this is going. You are forbidden to issue any patents while we're here. <laughs> and all I'm thinking is that 
Season six, yeah, he took some stolen shield ideas and started a company with them. You do that one time and suddenly you get a reputation where you're going to do that all the time. All right. So he said, okay, so I'm not going to do that. It's fine. All right, so they, they get into the, uh, they're getting ready to head into the pharmacy. Uh, and the, <laughs> Deke had printed out them some lovely plastic badges that looked like they came from the bottom of a Cracker Jack box. <laughs> <laughs> and, of course, they're sitting there making fun of him about what, what the heck are these things? But uh, Coulson goes up to the police officer and shows him his plastic badge and tells him that he's from the Canadian Mounted Police. Right. And he's, what okay. You, what <laughs> so what, what are you guys what are you in Canadian? Canada doing? <laughs> what are the Canadians doing on it? And, of course, Max said, well, did you find some faceless bodies? He said, well, yeah. He said, well, that happens all the time in Canada. <laughs> so uh, Daisy's trying to walk in, and, of course, being in the 30s, he said, they said, well, why, what's a girl like you want to be a Mountie for? What, you can't find a husband? <laughs> well, and that just started the whole, I'm going to kill you, anyway. Of course, being a uh, a girl from the present, she didn't take too kindly to be talked down to. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, she basically told him that, uh, you know, I would love to be able to hold a husband, but they all would end up with broken ribs every time they gave me lip. <laughs> uh, sounded familiar somehow, I don't know. Uh <laughs> So now I told him to stand aside before a gal like me knocks out a guy like you in front of people like these. <laughs> <laughs> so he, I'm, I'm really sorry, and steps aside. <laughs> so they go into the building. Uh, they find the three faceless men, and they find one other person, which was actually the person the police were supposed to be meeting. Uh, and he, they didn't take his face, and they wondered why they didn't take his face, because there was only three chromacons, and they didn't need his face. Mm. Uh, but he was a bootlegger. Right. At least that's what uh, Daisy is surmising by the fact that he was carrying a, a bunch of booze. A bunch of booze. Okay, so uh, Phil picks up one of the bottles, and there is a fish, a swordfish. Yes, a swordfish on the bottle, and for some reason it brings up to him a history class he took in the academy, where they said that back in the thirties. Uh, I mean, actually, take it back. It wasn't back in the thirties, but it was probably more like in the forties and fifties. But they said that there was a safe house. For the strategic reserve, which was the before Shield, the thing that Shield eventually became, uh, or the, the strategic reserve is what came Shield, uh, where it used to be a speakeasy, and the password to get into it was Swordfish. Now, exactly why he thought that would still be anything to do with what they're doing, I don't know, but it was a lead. Right. So uh, they decided that Mac and Colson were going to go check out the Swordfish lead. And they would leave Deke and Daisy to continue to work uh, on the faceless men. So, meantime, back on the Zephyr, Daisy has stabilized and Enoch is performing the surgery on May. Uh, Yo-Yo is watching the surgery and questioning Jim and said, you sure, this is, you sure we can trust him? You sure he's okay? Because you know, he is one of those chromacons and those are the people we're supposed to be stopping. And she goes, no, so if it wasn't for Enoch, I wouldn't be here. And he said, he's fine. Then she uh, told Yo-Yo, he said, okay, the Shrike stuff that was in your blood is being filtered out. You're going to be okay. She goes, okay, so that means I can go out. He says, yeah, but one more thing. So she shows, opens up a case, and there is a set of uh, humanoid-looking robotic arms. So we got these for you to put on in place of your metal ones. And she initially thinks, no, I don't want to do it. 
because she's thinking that if I do that, I'm basically trying to forget what happened to me, and I don't want to forget. Right. So Jimmy tells her that a girl with robotic arms in 1931 is going to attract attention. So it's better that you wear these more normal-looking right. arms. Right. But she said, but, you know, think about it, and you can tell me with, yeah. if you're ready to do that. Okay, so in the meantime, Colson and Mac find this uh, speakeasy. So using the password of uh, Swordfish, and they go in, and Colson remembers that the person who was kind of the who's over the uh, speakeasy was a guy they called Gemini. Mm-hmm. So he goes to the bartender, asks him, "Hey, we'd like to speak to Gemini." And of course, apparently, meant something to him because he ends up pulling out a double barrel shotgun. On him and a couple other of the guys that are pulling out weapons on him. So they're being held at gunpoint there at, at the, we'll just call it a bar. Uh, meanwhile, still back in the warehouse, Deke has been using a device to kind of ID the faceless men. Of course, and he's not being really careful about how he uses it. He just rams it into the guy's head. Uh, and of course, all Daisy is thinking is, man, this is taking way too long. Can't we speed this up? In the meantime, she hears a siren and another police officer is coming, and it's unbeknownst to her, it's the Chromacons. So she goes out there thinking she's going to stall them with her plastic badge, and of course they recognize who she is. So he tells them you need to eliminate the shield agents. So one of the Chromacons asks Daisy, he said, hey, there's a truck in the back, you want to come back here and investigate it with me? She goes, okay. And the other one goes into the pharmacy and goes after Deke. Deke ends up getting away from him by taking that same device he was using to identify the faceless men and rams it in the guy's face and grabs the stuff and takes out the back door. Right. At the same time, Daisy is fighting the other one uh, because he was he's a chromacon, but he must not have been that smart to pull his gun right in front of a rearview mirror where she could see him pull it. So anyway, so she's fighting him, and Deke comes out, so she basically gives him an uppercut powered by her quake powers and knocks him all the way into the back of the truck. So they go ahead and throw a blanket over him and steal the truck. And go take it back to the Zephyr. Right. So, and meanwhile, at the back at the speakeasy, uh, Colson members saying, hey, you know, we didn't want to cause any trouble. And the guy's saying, well, it doesn't matter because you guys are going to be dead. So, of course, Colson thinking, dead? I don't uh, think... Yeah, I'm already I dead. I don't think that's going to work out for no, me. So I'm starts, feeling dead already. Right, so he starts walking toward the guy with the shotgun and uh, Mac, well, what are you doing? said, I'm testing a theory. I'm already dead. He said, but I'm, hell, I'm not. <laughs> uh, so he grabs the shotgun. The guy gets off a shot, and it wings Coulson's shoulder. But, of course, he's a LMD, LMD so it doesn't do anything to him. So uh, then, of course, Matt cleans up the rest of the room uh, by himself, goes all uh, WWF on one guy and uh, slams him to the ground. So then uh, the owner of the establishment comes uh-huh. in, and it's a Koenig. Which, uh, Ernest Hazard Koenig. And he's the grandfather of the 50,000 Koenigs that are in the present in Shield. So when he's sitting there, tell him, said, okay, you know, anybody puts blood on my floor, you're going to be putting your own blood on the floor. Uh, and he said, hey, said, it wasn't us, it was them. He said, uh, they drew first. He said, we came in peace. I said, oh, did you hear that? You bunch of candy canes? They came in peace. <laughs> that took a load off of you, didn't it? <laughs> now you don't have to worry about anything. As you pick yourself off the ground. So they meet uh, Koenig, this version of Koenig. Uh, Yo-Yo has decided... Isn't this Koenig's father? Uh, or the father? No, I think it'd be the grandfather. 
I think. Okay, but is that he's a real person? Yes, he's a real... Because they're real people, too. Yeah. The kings yeah. are. They, they may seem like clones or some kind of L&D thing. I think they are clones. Right. right. Uh, but uh, and they're all played by Pat, Patton Oswalt. Right. Okay, so... Yo, yo, yo. Whom I love. <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, he, he was uh, fun, and I was glad they brought him back. Uh, so anyway, so Yo-Yo decided to put on her new arms. She asked Gemma, said, you know, because Gemma is apparently going through the system because Fitz had supposedly left her a message, but she can't find it, so she's kind of frustrated. And he goes, well, are you ever going to try to contact? And she goes, no, we can't. Said, uh, you know, the Chromacons might be listening, so we need to keep a low profile. Right when she says that, here comes Deke and Daisy in the truck with the Chromacon on the back. And she's going, you stole a truck? And she's talking to Deke. Said, you stole a truck? This is not low profile. And he's mm-hmm. like, well, you're talking, to, I, I'm not the only one here. She's, it was her role too. <laughs> so anyway, so, what, and of course they pull back the sheet and it looks like a police officer back there. And Yo-Yo going, you killed a cop? And he starts twitching and she can hear the gears or whatever running. Goes, no, that's Chromacon. So, okay, bring him in here. We're going to secure mm-hmm. him and we're mm-hmm. going to get some answers from him. Back with, in Koenig's joint, they're asking him, you know, said, uh, of course they're thinking, he's thinking that Mac and, Colson had something to do with his guy who was delivering the liquor to the cops why he got killed. He said, no, there's a new gang in town. And they basically tell him, and we kind of lies to him, tell him, says, you know, they killed some of our guys and we want to take them out. We just want to leave things as they are. So he goes, well, okay, so I'm hosting a party. You know, basically he's supplying liquor to a party uh, that's a political party for the governor of New York tonight. And, of course, the governor of New York at that time is... Franklin Delano Roosevelt. And they're thinking, well, maybe that's it. Franklin Delano Roosevelt is the one who started the Strategic Reserve, which eventually becomes S.H.I.E.L.D. If the Chronicons take out FDR, then there's no S.H.I.E.L.D. So we need to get into that party. So they end up going with Koenig's men into the party, so they're there. Right. Uh, in the meantime... I'm glad I could keep saying right. Right. Sure. Well, you uh-huh. watch the, you, you are more welcome to... Comment no, why would I? Why would I do that now? This is perfect. So bad. Jim has decided that to get some information. Do you need some water. <laughs> no, I'm fine. All right, Thank I'm you. done. Thank you. Good. <laughs> so rude. So Jim has decided to get information from the Chromacon. She is going to basically overload his brain with useless data. Right. But. He doesn't have a port to insert things, so she basically goes all deke on him and takes the insert and just rams it in the back of his head. That's where I would have put it. Actually, uh, I think I would have put it somewhere else. So anyway, so she's and putting all this data into the Chromacon, and he's twitching and kind of going, but she's trying to get him to slip up and say something. And of course, Enoch is telling her, so, you know, you keep doing this, he's going to deactivate, and you're not going to get anything out of him. Uh... So he's twitching and twitching and twitching, and finally they said, you need to stop. So she pulls the probe out, but it doesn't matter. By this point, he's... He's already... He's in self-destruct mode. Right. Basically, he's in self-destruct mode. However, before he melts down, he starts mentioning the name Freddy. He says, okay, so who's Freddy? So back again, back at uh, the party now, where they're uh, thinking they're going to be protecting FDR. Uh, Daisy and Deke, they brought them in for backup. And they're all dressed up, you know, for the party. Uh, Mac tells 
Colson and uh, Daisy to go to the door and look for FDR to come in so, you know, they can protect him. And, of course, Daisy is sitting there talking to Colson and saying, yeah, like, I'm sorry I turned John, so to speak. <laughs> I, <get that. laughs> I didn't mean to turn you. So, basically, he said, you know, I know you didn't want to be brought back. I knew that, but when I saw you, I couldn't help myself, and I hit the on button. He said, it's kind of funny that there's an on button anyway, isn't there? <laughs> he uh -huh. said, but he said, that's all right. He said, you know, I remember dying. He said, but I remember leaving you a letter, but I wasn't there to do it. And she goes, yeah, I said, I got the letter, and not to give you a big hand, it was a really nice letter. He said, maybe I'll let you read it sometime. He said, well, that'd be nice. <laughs> he said, but hey, this is this uh, LMD thing isn't bad. I look good. You look great. We're all together. <laughs> Uh, then suddenly they announced that FDR is there. And they go, well, how did he get in here? Apparently he came in through the service entrance. And he's walking. And of course, Colson's going, he's walking. He said, do you realize that for him to walk, he had to wear leg braces. It wasn't easy. Uh -huh. said, and of course, Daisy telling him, said, you know, you're fanboying over here. Just relax. So anyway, so FDR is uh, doing his little speech and then sitting down for dinner, but the Chromacons aren't doing anything. He's going, well, what are they waiting on? Uh, assuming, again, that FDR is even their target. He said, well, maybe that they're waiting for him to, you know, when he leaves, he's going to go back out the service entrance he came in. They'll get him there. So when Roosevelt starts to stand up and leave, uh, Colson and Daisy kind of head toward the back. And so when Mac and... Deke sees them uh, going, they go after them. So they uh, head back to the service entrance, and FDR is getting ready to sit down in his wheelchair. All right. And, of course, Colson doesn't know what's going on, so he race, races over, telling them to stop, and nothing's happening. So Deke said, I'm, I'm sorry, he's a really big fan. So he said, well, that's good to know. You have a little too much to drink there, buddy? He said, no, I'm... So you want to help me? So he helps him in his chair. He shakes Colson's hands. So Colson will never wash his synthetic hand again. <laughs> uh, and uh, they leave. So he's okay with them. We're missing something. So right then, uh, Jimma calls him and says, FDR is not the target. It's some guy named Freddy. And, of course, Colson and them know Freddy is the guy who works at Koenig's. But they don't know what... And in fact, he's at, he's at the uh, Roosevelt thing behind the bar. So, but they don't know what, why they would want Freddy for. And who, for, for that matter, who, who is Freddy? Yeah, because they, because they thought, oh, he's just a... Just some, some a guy they hired off the street. You right, know, that they hired off the street. Because he, he tired, took him in because he, his, his family life was weird or something. Right, so anyway, so in the meantime, while this is happening, a young lady dressed in a, in a red dress comes up to see Freddie and tells him that tells him that she's his contact and wants to give him something that he's supposed to deliver. Now is she a chronicon? I don't know what we don't know what she is at this point. I don't think she's a chronicon. The reason I say that is because she ends up getting shot and bleeding. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. chances okay. are she's not a chronicon. Uh, we don't know except we don't know what her story is yet. Uh, so anyway, so she comes and gives Freddie uh, tells Freddie to come back again to, to an isolated spot. And apparently the Chronicons knew where this was going to happen. So they basically said as soon as she makes the exchange to Freddy, 
we need to go ahead. They call it pulling the thread. Right. And so they're going to kill Freddy. Uh, so right when they shoot the girl, and she goes down, and they corner Freddy about ready to shoot them when Daisy comes in, and she uh, blasts them into the kitchen right. with, with her powers. Right, right, right. Uh, so in the meantime, Mac and Deke grab Freddy and said, okay, we're taking Freddy. You guys meet us back at, back at Koenig's. So, of course, Daisy's in there fighting both of the Chronicons. Uh, Coulson checks on the woman in red, the woman wearing the red dress, and she's alive. So he goes in there and pokes Daisy. Right. So he, uh, and apparently he's still kind of getting used to what he can do because the guy, uh, he's fighting, uh, Colson takes a punch at him, he holds up a frying pan, and Colson puts his knuckle prints into it. Right. So they're looking at his fist. He's going, like, that's so cool. cool. <laughs> anyway, so he ends up, uh, speaking of the frying pan, uh, okay, so we're, uh, he puts takes care of that guy. In the meantime, Daisy's fighting the other Chronicon, and he's got a meat cleaver. And Daisy picks up a frying pan and is warding him off with it. And all I kept thinking was Tangle, where well, she was using the, the frying pan. And, uh, Flynn Ryder is going, yeah, a frying pan. Who knew? <laughs> so anyway, so right uh, when it looks like uh, the Chronicon's got the best of her, Coulson grabs grabs his arm and then throws Daisy a metal bar. And she does the old baseball stance and slugs him right out of the kitchen back into the main hall. Right. Right into a bunch of policemen who they think, hey, this is the policeman that someone got knocked out. So they race into the kitchen to get him. And there's nobody there. So, Mac and Deke are with Freddy. And he's saying, Freddy, what was you supposed to be doing? He said, I don't know. I'm just supposed to be delivering this thing. So, well, we probably need to go ahead and make sure that happens. So, he asked Freddy, okay, so where are you going? So, that's where they're going. They're heading off to wherever Freddy's supposed to meet his contact. Uh, in the meantime, Colson and Daisy take the girl, the lady in red, back to... Koenigs. Mm-hmm. Of course, Koenigs again complaining. Hey, you getting? We talked about getting blood on my floor. And then of course he sees Daisy and said, "What? What's this broad doing in here? There's no broads in here. We're talking business." And of course, uh, Daisy again rolling her eyes, looking at him, said, "Hey, you're right. This version of Koenig sucks." <laughs> uh, so he's asking. Colson is asking Koenig. Said, "Okay, so these guys are after Freddy. Why would they be after Freddy?" He goes, "I don't know." He said, "He's, he's a nobody." He said, can't be for after his old man's money because uh, uh, old man Malik didn't have any money when he killed himself. And they were like, who? They go, Malik? It's okay. What's his, what's his full name? He said, it's Wilfred Malik. Well, this is when the pieces come together. Wilfred Malik is the father of Gideon Malik, who in the future is the head of Hydra. He said, so now, and, and this, to me, this is a little convoluted per se. Because I always thought the Red Skull basically was the initial head of Hydra. Well, said, are they saying that because without Guinea Malik, that Hydra will die somewhere between World War Two and the present because he's not there to keep it going? Well, he was probably the financial. Well, he certainly was that. Yeah. Um, back of. Of Hydra, right? And I'm guessing that's what we're fine gonna find out. That's right. the back. The backstory piece. So anyway, so they know that okay because of, because he is a uh, Guinea Malik's father or uh, you know father said that 
if he's killed, Hydra's never formed, which means there's no need for the SSR, which means it doesn't turn into S.H.I.E.L.D. So, and that's, of course, the goal for the Chronicons, is to make it where S.H.I.E.L.D. never exists. He said, so to save S.H.I.E.L.D., we need to save Hydra. And, of course, they're going, well, that's great. Uh, and uh, the final scene in the show, basically, is, of course, Enoch had performed the surgery on May. He went back in to check to see how she's doing, and her chamber was empty. So Enoch's looking around, trying to find and calling to the thing. Uh, Agent May, this is Enoch, trust, you know, Chronicon, sentient Chronicon, a trusted friend, where you? and you can't find her. He said, great, I had one job, was to keep track of May, and I couldn't do it. So he leaves, and they look, pan up into the ceiling, and May is uh, hanging up in the corner of the ceiling with a kind of a wild look on her face, but we don't know what's going on, why she's hiding, what's going on. So that's basically where the episode ends. So, as a whole, what did you think of the first episode? Well, I, of course, think that all episodes are awesome. So, um, But I, I like how they, um, they segued into it. I, I thought that was great. Um, yeah, I like the whole 1930s you know, like little title I like, card. I yeah, thought it was, was great. Yep, yeah, that was pretty cool. Um, I like the fact that, um, of course, I like that Colson's back as himself sort of speak so to speak um he is um even though he's an lmd i'm sure do appreciate the fact that he is now i'm really in, very interested in where fitz is yeah. well, see, is he also, in some bunker somewhere yeah. where he's just staying safe yeah, so that's one of the questions of course we still got going like i said I'm, as you said i'm glad that uh, clark greg is back as pretty much basically colson even though he's having the issues of reconciling all of his memories and everything. Uh, I also thought it was funny that when he did his little crack about the new, you know, it'll be a new deal uh, when he shows up and they're yeah. all looking at him and he's thinking because they don't laugh that it must be a glitch. He said, no, that's Coulson. That's, <laughs> what he, that's what he does. That's kind of like him doing the, uh, when they told him that uh, Mac used to be called Mac Hammer when mm. he was picking up the uh, uh, stuff in the bag. He said, hey, Mac Hammer, don't touch this. <laughs> <laughs> no, that was right, he said, that's, that's what uh, Coulson does. Uh, Mac learned that racism was alive and well in 1931. Yeah, he found that. Uh, though uh, no one ever actually got to completely say what they were going to say. Only yet. because he stood up right. and showed him uh, how big his ass was. <laughs> right, and, and both times, right, it was a case where they look at it and go, uh, and they're I, right. I think so, I'm just going to go ahead and skip that whole thing, right? <laughs> right, so though it wasn't enough to where he basically said, you know, of course, the, he's all concerned about changing the timeline. He said, I want to make sure we make ripples, not waves. Right. He said, ripples or waves be damned. So the next 1930s person comes up there and says, that he's going to deck them. <laughs> uh, and... They all look really good in 1930s. Yeah, well, you know, that's when you dressed nicely. And uh, we should go back to that today. Uh, the whole Save Hydra angle, I think, was kind of ruined a little bit because they already showed that in previews for it yeah. before the show yeah. started. Yeah, that, that, was almost, little... that was almost like a climax of that episode, which was not climax. Right, because, because we already knew because, about it. Yeah, so <laughs> which is... I, I, I don't like it when they, I don't like it when they give me too many clues for right. the next and, season, and this, for the next episode. Right, and in this case, the, to me, that, that was kind of something they should have been left out there. But nonetheless, okay, so there are questions that remain. Sure. Uh, after the first episode, which, you know, I have more episodes if you're not going to have questions. Okay, the woman in red. Who is yeah. She? Well, just like I was saying that I thought that, that I thought Gideon Malik's um, father, I thought he was, I thought he was uh, a younger Howard Stark. I 
that was what my thought was. And then I was like, well, he would have been, again, too young for this. Right. He would have been, him and both uh, Carter would have been like 11 right. or now, 12 years I old. I said, no, the woman in red could be like Peggy Carter's mom. I don't know. Uh, she, there's, she has some importance. Otherwise, I wouldn't think of a reason why Colson would have uh, grabbed her to bring her back to uh, the green vial of whatever it was that she gave Freddie. What's in that? Only if it's super soldier serum or is Well, it... you remember... See, this was the thing I was going to ask you about. Remember in um, Captain America, the first one, where the guy from Hydra had the vial of, of, right, of, super of his... Right, Oh, yeah. Kill me. Oh, yeah, I wasn't listening to the words right. you were saying. I wasn't listening to the words <laughs> you were saying because I had to get my thought out. Right, and it, again... So, wasn't this... Was the super soldier serum... Green or blue, though I thought it was blue. I thought it was blue too, but I mean, again, it could have been the first. Right, uh, I mean, because there were very right, they're different, and you know, because the Red Skull took a version of it. Right, that could have been it. Right, so <laughs> then of course, you know, what's going on with May? Is she, well, obviously, she is either she's either um, half dead because uh, she had purple around her lips up there on the ceiling. Right. I'm not and sure. And of course, also the fact she woke up and she's in a capsule and she doesn't really know what's going on. She don't know she's been captured by somebody. She's, so it doesn't, I mean, I guess it's a natural reaction if you're a normal defensive person anyway to prepare for the worst. But she does, yeah, and I'm not sure if she knew where she was. Right. Yeah. Well, she knew, obviously she thought she was in danger. Otherwise, she wouldn't have been hiding up in the rafters. Oh, true. So, I mean, so again, like I, said, I think it has more to do with the fact that she was a little confused. After coming out of uh, mm. surgery. Uh, also, what's her reaction going to be when she sees Phil? I mean, because, I mean, unless you know he's an LMD, and the fact, of course, that you knew he died, he acts like Phil. So, uh, I don't know if she's going to shy away from him, or exactly what her reaction is going to be. Uh, we'll find out, won't we? What are the Chromacons? What, 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 there, are there, are they singled in on Freddy, or is there, are there other... Uh, ways of getting rid of Shield that they're like have backup plans for. Well, they've had a lot. They've had plenty of time to figure it out. Well, they only got eleven. They have eleven have, have, episodes left to figure it no, out. No, I mean they've had they've they have control of time. So, right. well, see, uh, and, which and, is a bad thing, right? And actually, and that's something that, uh, and I thought I read somewhere somehow or the, another they're going to have to go to the future and get that that make that whole scene go away that where they got that information. They haven't. Uh, said it yet but I thought I read somewhere that the like the Zephyr is almost like a time machine it's a time machine but it's also almost like on a timer where oh they you gotta get back right so go long. long you gotta oh. get back to it before it moves on uh now they didn't say anything about that so I don't know if that's true or not but if that's the case that puts a whole different spin on how long you've got to dick around, stick around wherever no, you're I know. at the way that um Gemma was talking was like we have all the time that we right. need. Right, and that's kind of what she talked about as far as, you know, them preparing everything. Um, but I'll be curious to see if that is the actual case with the Zephyrs, if it's on like a timer where he said you only got so long to do what you got to do. And, of course, the main question, and you already asked it, is where the heck is Fitz? Uh, and yeah. I'm going to be really upset if they go this whole thing and don't put them back together again at the end. Uh that wouldn't be that would be almost a quantum leap. And right. Yep. Yeah, yeah just... I, I would agree with that. I, I hopefully that's not the case. I mean we know that uh we we know that they've got they can't 
be together right now because it's safer that way. Because if Gemma and him are together, they're both they're both the brains really right, right. now. And, and also makes you wonder. Okay, you know, Enoch is with Gemma. Who's with Fitz? I mean, it's not Enoch because Enoch's with maybe it's Enoch's clone. Well, I mean, I guess you could create another uh, Enoch. I would almost not be shocked if that was the case. If there was like two versions of Enoch, one with Gemma and one with Fitz. But again, I guess these are all things we'll find out in the next 11 episodes. Uh, or is, or is uh, Fitz in some kind of framework right now? Trying, know, see, like, trying to control what's going on. Well, no, uh, at the end of season six, when they showed the little thing where they were heading back into 19, you know, to the 1930s, mm-hmm. she actually, I thought she talked to Fitz. Briefly in that little clip. Who? Gemma. Yeah, she did. Uh, so as you say, I wonder as as you say, maybe say, I would hate to think they would have done done that to him, put him back in the fra- a framework kind of situation. Well, maybe they need him in the framework so that he can do what he needs to do safely, so they can hide his body somewhere in a closet, and he can be actually kind of feel free because he's in a closet. Right next to the brooms and the mops. Right? Well, that's where they put Ada. <laughs> well, there, there, well, there is that. Okay, so anyway, so that's uh, episode one of season seven. I said there's 11 episodes. Of course, episodes. Ada was at LMD, though. <laughs> uh, there's 11 episodes left of this season. And uh, like I said, I'm one of, looking forward to each and one, and then kind of sad when it all yeah. ends. It'll make me want them to do more and... Uh, you know, with uh, Disney Plus, there's no, I guess you're never saying never. Um, so anyway, so uh, next week we will talk about episode two of season seven. Uh, until then, I'm Martin. And I'm Kathy. And we'll catch you next time on Martin and Kathy's Coffee Binge. Bye. Bye.